now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. It is that time of year. We are in holiday mode. But that doesn't keep us from doing our weekly dose of aviation news and information. Does it, uh, Dennis? Or not at all. Okay, good. And in fact, it gives us more reasons to do things because we have to go find new toys that we want people to buy for us, right? Well, it's so true. And we may get to some more of that uh, on today's big show. But to kick it off, we have a very special guest, do we not? We do. Uh, we actually are joined this week by Rod Machado, the uh, the famous aviation humorist, writer, educator extraordinaire. I don't know how much more I can throw out there, but uh, you know, if you've ever picked up a magazine and, and looked at it, uh, there's good chance that Rod had written an article for them at one point in history. And uh, my bookshelf, if you look behind me, uh, I've got his uh, instrument my manual up on the wall there, and I've uh, read it cover to cover when I was getting my instrument rating, you know, several years ago, and. Um, I just happened to come across a new video that he posted up on YouTube. And it just reminded me that, uh, you know, concepts like the national airspace system, when you're trying to teach that to a student can be extremely dull and dry. Yet I was intrigued and had to go watch Rod's explanation of how the, the whole system came about with the cloud restrictions and ceiling heights and things like that. And believe it or not, it was actually enjoyable. And it's like, I got to get him on because maybe he's the inspiration that you need to get back into training and work on your private pilot because you're going to have to take your ground school all over again. And Rod happens to have that available online. And maybe maybe this would be a way to teach you again. Well, it could be. I am a special case. Uh, uh, Rod, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? Greg, I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, and I've seen Rod's presentations like at, uh, I don't know, I think it was the AOPA Summit a few years ago. I saw you do a presentation. You are very entertaining on many levels. And well, thank you. Uh, we, we feel honored to have you on board uh, Just oh, Plain Radio today. it's absolutely my pleasure to be here with you and Dennis. Yes. So you are potentially going to inspire me to get my private pilot's license here uh, for in 2022. <laughs> Uh, good luck to you, because a lot of people have tried. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I know completely what you're saying. Uh, l- let me make it easier for you. I think it's fully, uh, it's easier to get fully qualified Microsoft Flight Simulator first, and and, and then uh, and then you can go ahead and move on up to uh, to larger equipment. And mm-hmm. in fact, I had one guy show up one time, and and. and I taught the lessons in the original Microsoft Flight Simulator all the way up to Flight uh, Simulator X. I had one fellow show up one time at a uh, an aviation program, and he walked up to me, and he said this just right out of the blue. He said, listen, you caused me to crash an airplane, and Uh-oh. that got my attention. <laughs> I stopped, and I said, well, you know... Uh, uh, can you give me an example of what I did that caused you to crash an airplane? And he said, yeah, I was coming down on final and the winds were really strong and everything. And I was moving that yoke back and forth, fighting everything. And, and I pulled the power off too high and boom on the runway and boom again and boom, boom, boom. Hmm. And, uh, 
He said, yeah, I just crashed. And I said, what, 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 was an instructor with you? He said, no, no, I was flying Microsoft Flight Simulator at the time. Okay. And of course, then I reached my target heart rate for the day. And at that point, I think I was only one gurney away from the uh, intensive care unit. (laughs) And uh, so now whenever anybody even comes up and starts saying weird things like that, I say, Microsoft Flight Simulator? Yeah. And uh, just to protect my heart. (laughs) Right. Well, of course. Yeah, that's those are two words you don't want to see combined. Uh, Student and crash. Uh, no, no, especially exactly. if they're under the, your tutelage, the appropriate words right? that go together are student and deductible. Okay. Uh, those those fit very well together, of but course, they're not student crash. So, what is the key then to inspire people to get through this process? Now, I got really close a few years ago. I've had a little, a few little speed bumps along the way, but this is a new year where I'm finally done with this COVID thing. I hope, and then uh, you know, I can get back on track and get back in the cockpit and learn to fly myself. That is my New Year's resolution, so to speak, for 2022. But, you know, you've been working this angle for many, many years. And, and I know when you're, you know, doing your speeches and, and, and your presentations at events and obviously the books and things, uh, what is the key to inspiring people to get their, you know, get them off that, uh, uh, over that hurdle, so to speak, to get them back in the cockpit and learning to fly? Well, a couple of things. We're all guided by our, our own incentive system. And um, when we're ready to take flying lessons, uh, we typically do. And it's something that, uh, you know, once people get it, get the idea in their mind, they want to learn to fly. Uh, it can be a, it can be an all consuming thing. It's kind of like a friend of mine who took up golf and you, know, you never see him anymore. He's always right. at the golf course. Yep. I think he's there because he likes wearing plaid and a propeller hat. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's that. The, uh, <laughs> the thing that is probably the most important thing for you, Greg, and for almost everybody is, um, to examine why people start flying lessons and stop. Money is a big thing. Uh, since bank robbery is no longer legal and has never been legal, uh, clearly money can be an issue when it comes to uh, taking flying lessons. But I never thought that people go into taking in, into a private pilot program without having a basic idea of what it's going to cost. So it's not as if they're surprised when they find out that, hey, maybe this thing costs between $9,000 and $15,000 to accomplish. Okay, that's fine. So that's... Not something that surprises you. What does surprise you, though, is the type of instruction you receive. And I think, based on, you know, 50 years in aviation now, flying airplanes, uh, I think actually over 50 years flying airplanes, um, it's the flight instructor that you have that probably determines your most likely determines your enthusiasm for returning to the cockpit for the next lesson. And I hate to say it, but um, there, if we don't make it a point to ferret out good instructors, the instructors that uh, best uh, fit our teaching, let's say, ment- our, our learning mentality, uh, the way we like to learn, uh, the way we adapt to learning, if we don't find instructors that have those qualities and are professional instructors, I, it's very hard to get excited about lessons. And I, I dare say that um, the program that we had in the past to get more people into aviation, I always thought that was a bit misguided because we don't have to worry about getting more people into aviation. We have to worry about keeping the people we have in aviation. And many people start fly, uh, flying lessons, and because of the poor instruction they receive, they leave the cockpit. Let me give you an idea of yeah. what I mean by poor instruction. Um, 
One student just wrote me and said that uh, she got in her airplane with her instructor on the first lesson, and on that entire first lesson, once they lifted off, he put the earbuds uh, to his iPhone in his ear and listened to music while they were flying. He would just point out what she wanted to do, occasionally pull out an earbud. That was the first lesson, not the introductory lesson, but the first lesson. Oh, but that's not, that's minor compared to the other things that uh, I've heard. As a matter of fact, on my website at rodmachado.com, in my blog area, I I have a a blog piece that says, Bad Instructors and Why You Should Avoid Them. And I let people put uh, their comments about some of the worst instruction that they've received. And folks, if you read that, you won't believe what you're reading. It's insane. And that doesn't mean that All instructors are bad instructors by any stretch of the imagination. There are fantastic instructors out there, but there are some instructors that are in just for the flight time, um, maybe for the money, uh, whatever, but uh, they're not there to help other people learn. And uh, so consequently, I think the old Chinese saying, really makes the point here. And this Chinese saying really sounds better in the original Mandarin, but it goes like this. Uh, It's better to search for a good instructor for three years than to spend even three minutes with a bad one. Hmm. Well, Greg's got that knocked out. It's been how many years now since uh, your last flight lesson? It's been a few, maybe slightly (laughs) more than three. But, you know, what I heard is I can blame uh, Captain Ed and Captain Keith. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. We have to blame Ed for this. They've been busting my, uh, you know, nuggets there for the last few years. RodMachado.com. That's the website they can go to and get everything they need to connect with you and all this great info. Right, Rod? Affirmative. Excellent. I thought I'd work that aviation tournament. I love it. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh my god! Santa here? I know him. I know him. But I saw Santa in his bathing suit, trying to catch a wave, but he tried too soon. He laughed so hard that he could barely breathe And washed up next to me He said, you look naughty, but I'm sure you're nice He was soaking wet, but he cracked a smile With a present in his head He said, it's Christmas in the sand Christmas in the sand This is Just Plain Radio, Greg, the co-pilot That's me, along with Captain Dennis And our special guest, Rod Machado uh, he, he's like the big guns. We run in the big guns for the holidays to help uh, inspire me to learn how to fly here in 2022. Maybe you as well might pick up a few little uh, you know, nuggets of knowledge uh, to, to kind of get you up on that uh, hump, uh, get you back in the cockpit to learn to fly or just get active again. I mean, that's kind of been your goal overall uh, in your career of aviation. Am I, uh, am I missing something, Rod? I think that's what the vibe I get from you all the time when we hear from you in your books and your seminars and presentations and such. What do you think? Well, it, it, pretty much, uh, Greg. As a matter of fact, uh, ever since um, in 1976, when United Airlines brought me in for an interview, uh, I had a fresh ATP, and they they brought me in for airline transport pilot certificate, brought me in for an interview, gave me the interview, and then they stopped hiring for four years. So, okay, <laughs> they, they took a look a look at my 2,500 hours of Cessna 150 time, and uh, said, you know, we we need to let the crop mature. So, uh, but after that, I realized what the thing I wanted to do more than anything was just teach people how to fly. It is one of the most exciting, fun, unique things that uh, I, I've ever done, and and uh, I was so fortunate. I learned at Amelia Reed Aviation in uh, Northern California at Reed Hillview Airport and uh, had the benefit of learning from World War II uh, uh, taught flight instructors and uh, or their their progeny. And it it was it was so incredible because you actually learn how to fly an airplane. You learn stick and rudder skills. You learn what the rudder is for and you learn how to make the airplane do exactly what you want it to do. And it gives you such a great sense of confidence. And that's what I learned. I wasn't frightened of stalls when I was a student pilot. I, I enjoyed them because I knew that <clears throat> stall recovery was, and here's the key word, predictable. I knew how to fly an airplane in such a way that nothing it did would be unpredictable. And now that doesn't mean I op- I didn't operate outside the envelope of the airplane, of course. I stayed within the operating envelope, speed and pitch and, and bank, but it was always predictable. And then I took an aerobatic course and then I learned how to do uh, other great things outside the normal operating envelope. But confidence was the key there. And um, so being fortunate to have a good flight instructor was, was the key. And I think for today that uh, many students that 
are learning to fly, uh, as I go back to my original point, it's incumbent upon them to make sure they pick the right flight instructor. And that's a flight instructor that has a good appreciation of stick and rudder skills. I think we place far too much reliance on equipment today in an airplane. And, and, and as a result, we let technology substitute for basic skills. And when that happens to uh, to a certain degree, the imbalance is such that we become reliant on technology and now we are uh, we fly an airplane frightened and scared. And if you think I'm kidding, I am not. The kidding stuff starts at the end of this radio show. Uh, this is fact right now. There are a lot of people that fly airplanes, even airline pilots, that are actually very anxious about being in the airplane because sometimes they they wonder if they know exactly what the airplane is going to do and they may doubt their ability to control it and that's a fact mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've just seen this way too many times reliance on technology versus good basic stick and rudder skills is the key i'll give you a class, classic example of that i've talked to several pilots over the years that want to put an angle of attack indicator in their airplane right. now angle of attack indicators are great to put in an airplane uh for one very good reason. If you pull out the ADF and you have a hole in the panel, then the angle of attack indicator is a good thing to plug it up with. Okay. But as as far as a, an angle of attack indicator being necessary to fly an airplane safety uh, safely, that's an affectation. That is a, um, a, a it, it's something you absolutely do not need to fly safely. Mm-hmm. The draw on the uh, yoke of an airplane, the airspeed indicator under uh, zero or close to, I'm sorry, under 1G or close to 1G conditions is all the angle of attack indication that you need. One can uh, intuit the angle of attack that way. Good attitude flying skills. And uh, there have been four major studies on angle of attack indicators over the years. The latest one was the Pegasus study. They spent thousands of dollars on the Pegasus study, and here's what they determined from the Pegasus study. They determined that an airplane flown on final approach with an angle of attack indicator can fly a stabilized approach for the last half mile on final. That was the major conclusion, or one of the major conclusions, but uh, in my estimation, the major one of the Pegasus study. And my response to that was, I have student pilots that can fly a stabilized approach on the last half mile of final. They only have 10 to 12 hours, and they can do that every single time because they know how to attitude fly. So we convince people they need technology. Uh, I'm trying to convince people that what they need to do is return back to basic good stick and rudder flight school skills, attitude flying skills. And that is a, such an inspiring and confidence inducing thing. Find a good instructor that knows how to attitude fly. Remember, it's a, you have to do a little gumshoe work to do this, a little detective work, a little Baker Street reasoning sometime mm-hmm. in order to find out who the best instructor is. Oh, here's a good thing to do. Yeah. Find out who a really good instructor is, go to the DPE, like Captain Ed, and ask him. You want to know why? Because he's the guy that sees the products, or she's the person that sees the products of all the flight training activity in the area. That's that's gold. It's a valuable way to find a good CFI. Right. Now, them. in my case, though, I must say, you know, Ed is now, uh, what, a DP what? DPE? He's a DPE, the examiner. Yeah, but he was also my flight instructor a few years ago. 
And, uh, I, you know, I've already told him, I said, like, so if I do my check ride with you, it's going to go much smoother. And he go, oh, hell no. You don't well, want to have do, me. <laughs> remember, Greg, but he just was me, waiting think, right? for me to get my CFI so he could hand me off to or hand you off to me. That oh, was his goal all along. Okay. He just wanted right. to keep stringing you along long enough to give me time to catch up and take over. Because well, yeah. well, yeah, I'm a special he, case. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Captain Ed's goal was handing Greg off to somebody else. Exactly. You should have done something was wrong when you moved to another town and yeah. didn't uh, give you his forwarding well, phone number. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a good example in this scenario, but uh, I am a special case that will, well, you know, we'll follow the progress. Well, Greg, accordingly. we're all we're all special cases, Greg. Okay. So, well, uh, thank you. Welcome Ron. to I appreciate the club. That yes, you know, I, I do feel uh, connected to the aviation community. They're just as twisted as I on many levels. I've hung out at enough events to know that uh, we share that common bond among pilots and pilot wannabes like myself. Rod, thank well, you so much for being on Just Plane Radio. We appreciate Appreciate it. You got it, Greg and Dennis. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much. RodMachado.com. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. Let's get away from sleigh bells. Let's get away from snow Let's make or break some Christmas, dear I know the place to go How'd you like to spend Christmas On Christmas Island Oh, that sounds nice. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Here during this holiday season, you know, uh, Dennis has his Mooney 201 back. You want to fly it over to Christmas Island for the holidays? What do you think, Dennis? Yes, I do. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a haul, though, from Florida. I mean, because yeah. I think Christmas Island's deep in the Pacific, isn't it? Or is there one in well, the Caribbean, too? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll just take over some random island in the Bahamas and name it ourselves. And Well, that's true. Here we go. Yeah. Who's going to stop us? Well, there's... The, the yeah. authorities, uh, border control, and and that kind of thing. The uh, and, and you know, but but if we do it, well, you know, we can just add it to the list of things that we want to do 
and 2022. Uh, now, there has been some nutty news that we got to navigate through uh, this week. One entails, well, I guess this is from the FAA, and a what a more uh, awoke version of the FAA. This was a kind of a nutty story. Like, why put this out now? Uh, get well, it out there while everybody's uh, in holiday mode and not really paying attention, you think, or what? I, I'm not really sure what the motivation behind this was, but uh, you know the the notice to airmen, mm-hmm. um, as it was once referred to, or NOTAMs. Right. You know, the NOTAM system we've said for years is broke, and the FAA really needs to work on fixing that, getting the notifications out. But instead, I, I think they found their priority was to make the uh, term NOTAM more gender neutral or more applicable. Uh, to all aviators and missions. And so now the NOTAM is officially known as a notice to air missions. Ah, okay. That'll solve all the problems. That, that's going to take care of every single associated. problem that we have here. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm just glad that they, they have that at their on their list of priorities. My gosh. So now NOTAM, notice to airmen, has now been changed officially to notice of air mission. Yeah, and, and I don't know if they're oh, trying to include drones and airplanes. Honestly, if they just would have said, you know, airspace notifications would have worked for me. You know, just mm. do whatever you can to make them uh, more available, easily yeah. accessible and readable would have been my preference. The, the thing that drives me crazy about this kind of stuff is like, you know, you alluded to this in the beginning. It makes no difference whatsoever. It doesn't do anything to make things better, safer, more efficient. And who's been complaining about the NOTAMs being called notice to airmen? Have the women pilots been complaining about this for some time? Maybe they have, and maybe they're responding to that. But I have a feeling it's somebody with too much time on their hands trying to justify their position, you know, there in the administration or something. It just sounds suspicious like, uh, and just woke nonsense. Well, where do they go next with this? Because when you get your certificate... Uh, you know, you get a temporary airman's certificate or you get a, you know, airman's certificate, whether you're a mechanic or a pilot. Is it going to be an air mission certificate now? Yeah, that's coming. Uh, I think you nailed that one. Uh, but 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 it just drives me crazy. And I know I'm not alone on this. It's just like, come on, quit wasting our time changing things that don't matter. If you're going to change something, change it for the better. Don't just do, you know, semantic nonsense. And, and you know, but uh That is aggravating, Uh, but it just goes to show that uh, obviously uh, some folks in those positions have way too much time on their hands and they're, you know, wasting, you know, wasting energy on stuff like that when they need to be fixing the system. It's aggravating, isn't it? Am I alone here? This is taking me out of the the holiday uh, feelings of of good cheer and, oh. Oh, you're going to wind up on Santa's list yet, aren't you? Ah, humbug to that uh, woke nonsense. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll deal with it as we, we have to and uh, just take it as that. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not changing. <laughs> Are they going to, can they, what can they do if you, you call it a notum and notice? Well, you're still calling it a notum. They're right. just changing the, the, the supposed, uh, you know, what it stands for. Well, yeah. it, I'm going to get the, uh, like wheel of fortune, oh. uh, you know, uh, it's a jeopardy wrong. question. A jeopardy question wrong now. If I uh, ever get on that show, that will never happen. But anyway, now you know, just in case you end up on jeopardy that they changed it. You don't want to make that, you know, uh, $10,000 mistake. 
Anyway, okay, so that's one uh, nutty story. Another one, uh, you know, despite, you know, being on a private pilot, it's still, you know, even though you got to deal with that kind of nonsense every now and then, it's still way better than having to deal with flying commercials, especially during the holidays, because it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Well, at one of the articles that I was looking at uh, was starting to compare uh, flying on the commercial airlines as going to Walmart. And and I don't think they were implying that that was a positive experience. Hmm. Okay. And what, you know, what you, sense, you, like all the videos that have been showing up on YouTube, like the people of Walmart, now it's the, the people that fly commercial? Is that what you yeah, mean? That's exactly what it is. I mean, it's not a week goes by where we don't hear about somebody, you know, getting kicked off the plane because they refuse to wear a mask or listen to the flight crew mm-hmm. or somebody punching a flight attendant. Now we see there was a 30-year-old uh, individual in uh, Phoenix who jumped out of the back door of a 737 as they were taxiing back into the gate after the flight. Apparently, he thought somebody was out to get him, and uh, he escaped out of the back of the airplane while they were taxiing in, and apparently hid out inside the uh, the fire station and barricaded a door, and police had to come get him and take him to the hospital for well, hold observation. Hold on, wait a minute. Before the plane even stopped, he popped the back Correct. door open? Yep, as they were taxiing in. So the airliner had to stop on the runway. The fire department and police came out to inspect and make sure that there was nothing possibly impeding them. And they were able to taxi back to the gate normally. Then they had to go find the guy that's running loose on the ramp and found him in the fire department building. Mm, okay. So again, people of Walmart, that was right up on the list there. This uh, wasn't like Tom Cruise filming for mission impossible seven or something. No. It was just some this, wackadoo uh, during yes. the holidays. Thought somebody was chasing him, huh? Somebody was out to get him and, uh, he uh, exited the aircraft. Interesting. Okay. Well, they, yeah, you wouldn't want to deal with that because now all, all your holiday plans have been just screwed up because now you got to stay on the plane while they figure out this nonsense and who this wackadoo is, right? And, and so you probably delayed. missed your connection. Exactly. That would be so aggravating. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the little wokeness we have to deal with, you know, flying pi- private pilot type stuff is is uh nothing compared to the alternative i mean i i keep getting these new stories too i mean the airlines are really picking up uh people right now i mean the they're having record numbers showing up at the airport now i did a little flying uh commercial about a week ago and i when i went through the airport i was like wow this is a lot of people this is like the old days you know? Same thing here. I just got back from a, a trip to the uh, left coast. We had to go out and visit uh, my nephew from Marine Corps basic training and had to go fly from Fort Myers to San Diego. So that's as cross country as it gets. And those flights were full both ways. The airports were busy. Uh, the only disappointing thing is we found out the mask mandate's been extended now till March. So right. we're hoping yeah. to be done with that after the new year. But Well, we were hoping, but that ain't going to happen. Yeah. So pack your patience is what they say, right? Yeah, exactly. To. Yeah, but and, re- uh, and remember, you cannot bring your own alcohol on the airplane. <laughs> so. uh, well, not legally. <laughs> if you, you got to be super sly about it. I, I actually have a few uh, friends that have pulled off a couple little things to yeah. get them over the over the hump. And it's but like, sadly, yeah, it's they, have, they remind That's you. Yeah, right. Sadly, they have to remind you of that as you board the airplane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, the mask mandate extended another uh, few months. 
but uh, but the crowds are are nuts right now. And I don't know the new restriction on international travels having to get tested before they get back in the U.S. So it'll be interesting if that affects uh, travel much at the airports. But I think if if that happens, it ain't going to kick in until January. So I expect long lines at uh, security and commercial airports, and better yet. If you're a smart person listening to Just Plane Radio, you're flying your own aircraft or finding a pilot flying friend that can take you where you need to go. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? Christmas is the time to stay out of you. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, here's a little story for you. You wonder what happened to Sully? You know, the famous pilot who landed in the Hudson. Uh, You know, we actually got an email from him a few years ago saying that he was a big fan of the show. Uh, I think that was debunked, but we didn't care. We, We took it as a legitimate email and that he's a big fan. Right, Dennis? Uh, wait, we'll take any uh, any fans we can get. Yeah, we don't care if there's way, no way to verify it or it was rumor and innuendo, you know, something that big. Hey, we're going to say it was really him, and he's a big fan or and or a glutton for punishment uh, to listen to our little broadcast every week. But God bless him. Haven't seen uh, much, you know, heard much about him over the last couple of years. But lo and behold, uh, a big announcement this week, which... Uh, basically named him as what exactly? Well, the United States Senate has confirmed him as their ambassador to the International Civil Aviation Organization, the ICO. You know, the people behind our standardized uh, flight plans and a lot of the standardized rules and airspace classifications, all of that kind of stuff has been standardized worldwide uh, via the ICO. And so he is now the U.S. ambassador to ICO. So I think it's a great representation. I mean, you know, you look at his uh, experience as an airline captain, and I think he's going to have a lot of valuable insight to offer to that board. There you go. He'd be a good face for aviation, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, a good conduit to, you know, those legislative issues, possibly. You get the attention of those senators that were thinking about passing some goofy rule to screw us up. And so he'll act as like, hey, don't do that to those folks. You think? Or he'll, well, they'll, or this is a little hit. bit higher above that. Uh, yeah. This is at the more of at the international level, but you know, I, I think he's going to bring you know a voice of reason to that board, and you know, and a lot of experience, practical experience, not mm-hmm. just you know as an administrator that doesn't have any real uh, basis in aviation, you know, but they're really good politician. Now we have somebody who actually understands flying and can help convey that to these uh, people that are coming up with these rules. Right, he'll be their go-to guy, and hopefully, can keep them. On the proper flight path so they don't just uh, screw up with one of their new rules or or laws that they want to, you know, inflict on us. So uh, congratulations to Sully. I think that's a good fit for his, uh, you know, 
his position in the industry for sure. All right, so uh, we alluded to this earlier. We have a few more gift ideas for the pilot on your list that we want to share today. These aren't ours. We did that uh, last week or the week before uh, to kick off the uh, you know shopping season. This is from Sporties, and they put together a top 10 list of aviation goodies uh, for the pilot on your list. And, and I don't know, we'll compare and see if we've already covered some of these. I think we have, but let's run through them. Uh, number 10 is a, an aviation book. So that could be anything across the board that has anything to do with aviation, like you know, I don't know, Rod Machado's uh, latest book, right? Well, he's got a lot of fantastic yeah. books, you know, whether it's a private pilot ground school or just, you know, his uh, instrument flying handbook version. Uh, you know, he does a lot to make things easy to understand and digest uh, for very complex topics. So if you have somebody who wants to learn, a Rod Machado book would be a good choice. There you go. Number nine on the sporties list for the pilot on your list is a pilot watch. Of course. I you know that that goes without now I'm an Apple Watch guy. So am I, and I think it does everything that the pilot watches do. Although I have to admit the Garmin watch is pretty pretty uh, awesome because it does integrate directly with you know the Garmin Pilot iPad app and things like that. So it has some cool functionality. But honestly, my uh, my Apple Watch uh, seems to work really well and displays the current METAR to the airport nearest me. So right, I, I find that very handy. You can create your own uh, Apple Watch face. Uh, that has more of an aviation vibe to it, I believe. They probably already have it built in somewhere. I haven't looked late, lately, but uh, I just upgraded to the latest system uh, or latest Apple Watch software, and it, it's probably on there. But you can customize it as you see fit, or just get a you know separate watch just to you know show off the fact that you're a pilot. You could do that. All right, number eight, a flashlight. We I think that was on our list, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, always flashlights for pilots are are amazing. I I have a a nice little uh, two two AA uh, pen light that I carry to help with pre-flights because it's hard to see in the back of that engine to make sure that the baffles are sitting straight and things like that. And with the new engine, I'm always wanting to check that stuff out. And it's really made it very easy to do a pre-flight and it, it doesn't weigh much. I mean, it's just a little teeny tiny flashlight. You can pick them up for 10, 20 bucks on Amazon. Right. There you go. Or one of those little clip-on lights that... Uh, well, and that's, this does that too. Or yeah. hey... Get one of those headband lights that's that, you know, you can at. be hands-free and, you know, if you were to, you know, God forbid, lose your power at night, uh, could be handy, but also good for a pre-flight. Just put it on your head and walk around the plane. There you go. On the Sporties list, uh, top 10 uh, gifts for the pilot on your list, we have number seven, flight jacket. Do they mean like the old bomber jacket thing? Of course, the yeah. leather uh, Air Force A1 or the sheepskin collared one. Yeah, because every pilot wants one because they'd look cool. Right, it does. Even though we're in Florida and we don't have much of need for one, and to, you know, unless we oh, have to I don't know. Away. I've heard quite a few of you natives complaining because it got down to fifty degrees at night. So that's true. You know. There's a reason, right there. And the new Top Gun's coming out, so you have a place to put your patches and put your Tomcat stuff on, and okay. you know, look, look like Maverick. There's that. Okay, number six on the list is a uh, radio, and so that would just be a portable type uh, radio, kind of as a backup. Your well, you could go two ways with that. You could go with the portable transceiver, which is usable, you know, in the airplane for an emergency. You know, if your uh, panel, you know, you lose your you know, radios for some reason, but maybe even it's just a scanner for your desktop, so you can listen to the airplanes that are flying over you or coming in and out of the neighborhood. Right. You know? Well, definitely for you there at the airpark, that'd come in handy. Yeah, you don't have to leave it just in the airplane if it's portable. Uh, use it for fun and, and uh, you know, just to kind of keep your head in the game, see what's going on. 
with the neighbors in your in your air park. Yeah. But even for a, you know, budding pilots and student, you know, student pilots having a scanner and listening to um, other pilots talking on the radio will go a long way towards making your radio calls better. There you go. Number five on the list is flight bag. And so what would be in this bag exactly? What do you mean? Just all your stuff, all your charts and backup gear, like radio and stuff like that, or what? It, it it really depends on the pilot. I mean, it flight bags have run the gamut from, you know, entire duffel bags that you can put, you know, pretty much everything, including an overnight kit into, or um, for my son, I just bought him a new flight bag. Now that he's working as an instructor, he has to be able to put in uh, a Stratus ADSB receiver, a portable handheld receiver, so he can listen to the airplanes coming in and listen to his students when they're soloing his headset, um, and his headset. Yeah, right. and so, but he wants something compact, but it's got to be able to hold an iPad mm-hmm. and preferably a little backup battery too. So, you know, that's, that's the size that works for him. He can put everything in it and quickly take it between airplanes. Cause he's not, you know, working just out of the Mooney anymore. He's having to go and, you know, jumping in and out of multiple different airplanes at the flight school. So keeping all your stuff, you know, tidy and organized was, was really good and essential for him. There you go. Makes sense. Number four on the list, ADSB receiver. And that's what we just talked about, uh, having a Stratus or a Sentry or roll your own or whatever, but, uh, it, my son has found that to be indispensable as a uh, flight instructor because he's able to see where the other pilots are doing their training and they're able to help coordinate and negotiate. And, you know, even if you're not doing that type of training, just flying to Taco Tuesday in Arcadia, you know, to go get lunch and refuel your airplane, seeing all the traffic coming in from all different directions and kind of trying to anticipate who's what and where and giving you another set of eyes looking for traffic. Uh, invaluable. I will not fly without some sort of ADSB in anymore. Well, there you go. So uh, we got three more here in the Sporties top ten list of the gifts or top ten gifts for the pilot on your list. So I'll just run through them real quick. Number three, flight simulator like that Microsoft flight simulator that uh, Rob Machado was talking about earlier. Uh, number two, uh, headset. Of course, get him a new headset. And then uh, number one, continuing education, a training course. Uh, you know, or something like that for the pilot on your on your list. They, you know, a good pilot's always learning, right? That's what they say. Absolutely. There you go. Well, that's a pretty good list, and should uh, send you well on your way to fulfilling all the uh, hopes and dreams of the pilot on your list this holiday season. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 